and welcome to episode 111 of the Game Train podcast. Uh, we are recording on January 16th, 2021. Tw- no. 20, no, no, not 2021. <laughs> no, we are it's not. It's 2022. I've written the wrong date down here. You may be thinking it's 2021 because we haven't recorded <laughs> an episode for so long. But I'm Callan. We're back. I'm joined by Carl. Hello, Carl. Good evening, hello. Hello, and you may be thinking, wow, they're back, they're going to do an outlook of 2022, but we're not, we're actually going to do Game of the Year of 2021. That's right, it's our Game of the Year episode, folks. Uh, We've been on hiatus for several months away from the podcast now, after a very rocky 2021 uh, for numerous reasons, but we're back, we're uh, going to do our Game of the Year, we're going to finish off our 2021 Game of the Year, and then... Um, yeah, then hopefully next week we'll be kicking off 2022 and getting back to it in a normal fashion again after, as I said, a up and down 2021. Yes. Well, you know, like everybody, I guess we're not the only ones. So it's funny. It's like, uh, the world is in a place now where we don't have to have these big explanations. We're like, you know, we didn't cause you know, and people are like, yeah, I got you fam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I yeah, get it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna go through our uh, twenty twenty one game of the year like episode like we have in the past. Uh, we're a bit rusty because it's been a while, but as always uh, with, have... with these ones, we don't have any news or anything. We go straight really into it. Uh, pretty much how we go. We've got a bunch of different categories for a bunch of different games. Uh, we'll talk about and then we'll t- on each category tell you guys what we think is the uh, the top one of each category until at the end we get to game of the year. And then also after that, we're going to have our lame love and heart train for the year of 2021 leading into 22 as well. So anyway, um, let, are you ready to begin? Oh man, I'm, I've been ready for like you've been ready at since, least a month. <laughs> you've been ready since 2021. Yeah, I get you. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's kick this off. All right. So this is Game Train's uh, Game of the Year 2021 episode. Let's go. Our first category is, is Best Indie. So uh, nominations for Best Indie are... Death's Door, Unpacking, Trigger Witch, Eastward, It Takes Two, and Kenna. Kenna? 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 Yeah, Kenna. Something, something, yeah. Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, Bridge of Spirits, <laughs> Kenna. Yay. Yes. Uh, so what was your best indie for this for this year? All up, this one? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, wow, we're starting with a, with a banger category. I love it. I love it. Straight in with one of my favorite categories at any game of the year. This one was a, a, a real tough one between It Takes Two and Unpacking for me. Uh-huh. Uh, those were the two sort of big hitters, but I have to give this one to Unpacking. That was, I was like so, you probably knew this, I was so looking forward to Unpacking when, when I you know, saw the trailers and I was like, this looks fun and nostalgic and you know, I've moved house so much that I'm going to be so good at this. And I thought it was just placing things in a room and off you go, but there is just so much heart in that game. To say uh, much more than that would be like mild spoilers here and there. I will talk on it a bit later, but um, that game hit me more than I expected it to. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of those games where uh, it's it sort of stayed in my mind and I think about it long after I finish playing it, which, which is something that I really like about a game, long or short. It's yeah. just if I still think about it, afterwards you know in, in a positive or affecting way in my life and unpacking was one of those so i have to give it to that one okay what for, about you for me it was death store i really liked this game it was part of our indie centric episode we did uh last year um i i just really enjoyed the game the gameplay 
the, the story that mm. went along with it, the graphics. Um, it felt so nice, too. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, sort of one that came out of nowhere for me, and I just really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was Dev's Store for mine. I, I think it's a great game. People should pick it up. It's on most platforms, I think, now. Um, yeah. And, yeah, go go give it go give it a whirl. Um, but all of all of the games in this category this year were just bangers, I think. Yeah. It was a really good year for indies. I mean, it had to be for something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, our, our next category is Best Story, and the nominations for Best Story are Resident Evil Village, Death Store, Ratchet & Clank, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Nice. Those are, those are a bunch of good ones, too. A lot of fun storytelling. Yeah. So, um, so what was your story of the year? This year, I think it has to go to Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Okay. Just, it, the story was really fun in an enjoyable kind of way, but also it was told in such a fun way, and it was so refreshing in that the way they told you feel like you did so much and saw so much and had so much to say. It felt like, you know, something like The Witcher in, in its, like, decision-making and all the worlds and all the things you were seeing, but it was actually quite linear and they just kind of guided you through it with like it, it was really refreshing in a way that it it was linear usually i i was like I, i've always wanted uh, more open world stuff and you know show me more things give me more decisions and this is just it was really all in the story everything mm -hmm. the gameplay was kind of it made you feel like you had a lot to do because you had so much to do with the story and you were right in there and the voice acting of all the other characters around you and how they uh mingled with Peter Quill and all the sass between them happening in the background and the ships yep. uh, all sort of led towards that. And it was just told in a really cool, fun way. So yeah, Guardians for me. Nice. I went with Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. As always, we've spoken about Final Fantasy XIV before. Um, just having Once an amazing... Once yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Having an amazing uh, narrative and that. Uh, and Walker is the conclusion of this story arc, which started off in uh, Realm Reborn. Um... And yeah, it's been a it's been a great experience playing through it. Uh, yeah, I jump back in, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a Final Fantasy story. It's long, even a lot. I feel like this may be the longest expansion in terms of story. Really? There is a lot of talking. There is a lot wow. of talking. Um, but yeah, I felt that this was the the best story for me. Um, there's there's some interesting twists it. and turns along the way, which I'm not going to say at all. Um, and yeah, some I, I didn't like. I've guessed some other plot points in the past, Final Fantasy, but as always, there's these ones that just that I just can't even fathom to guess. I'm like, oh, we're doing this now because of this? Oh, okay, then. That's so exciting that they keep nailing it, and that if you chose this to be your best story of the year, that means, which is so rare, that they actually smashed this for so long, and then, like you're saying, they kind of stuck the landing. Yeah. Which, that never happens. Is this the same? I know some people are also involved in 16, but is the story writer... Uh, are they are they sharing a, a writer for Final Fantasy I, 16? Well, I know it's the know? same producer-director guy, but I don't know if it's the same writer or not. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I but, hope uh, so. I hope yeah, so. no, look, it, it, it's really good. It's a, it's a damn long story when you take into consideration Realm Reborn, Heavenswood, Stormblood... Shadowbringers and Walker. Like, that's a massive story. But we're just I'm talking impressed about... you even remembered the names. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a big one. It's like obviously one of the biggest Final Fantasy stories because it's just so damn long. Can you name all the American presidents in order? No. Okay. All right, <laughs> all right. On to the next one. Uh, best RPG. We've got the um, uh, the contenders are Monster Hunter Rise, Tales of Arise, 
Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker, Scarlet Nexus and New World. What was your RPG of the year? Oh man. Oh man, I don't want to talk about it. I, it, it. I feel like it has to be New World because it's the only game I gave more than like three hours to this year. I really let this category down, so I'm not really um, qualified to choose one. But personally, I guess it was New World. I had a lot of fun in it, but it wasn't because of it being an RPG, although I did have fun with like picking different builds uh, with my, um, what was that, Ice Gauntlet? Yeah. Was it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I had a wonderful, you know what? Yeah, screw it. That was a great RPG. Well. <laughs> uh, I, I went with Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker. Like they didn't like they added new classes and things like that, um, and new skills and that, which was all cool. But yeah, it's a cool RPG that you go through again. Um, I, it's it's just a solid experience. Like uh, I don't think it was a big year of RPGs as well. You know, compared to other years that we've had. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Final Fantasy gets it for me. Even though I'll put more time into New World, I, in terms of being an RPG, I think Final Fantasy does it better. And these guys are just killing it. Uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, next category uh, is the best multiplayer experience, like what we thought was the funnest multiplayer games we played this year. And the, and the uh, nominations are New World, Riders Republic, Halo Infinite, and It Takes Two. Nice. Um, for me, it's it's easy. It takes two for this one. Absolutely. Halo Infinite was uh, really, really fun. The multiplayer in that was wonderful. But And it probably would have taken it away if they also had the co-op ready. But that doesn't come out till hopefully like May this year, I think. So okay. um, the, the multiplayer sort of battles and um, all that sort of matchmaking is, is fun and and all that, and it, you know, nostalgic, and it, it does feel wonderful, and it probably would have won, but It Takes Two was just simply magical. That game was just so cool to play. Um, I played it with my partner, as I feel like many people have, uh, and it, which is a game about a relationship, so there's all that happening at the same time, but also just like, it it feels so snappy, mm -hmm. and, um, and you know, you and I played a way out. Uh, we didn't get through the whole thing, but you can see immediately how much that... Um, developer has taken all everything he learned they learned from that and applied it to it takes two which is so much more of a, like a fantastical world that isn't tethered by reality so they can do such crazy fun concepts and ideas and it just it's such a wild ride so yeah definitely it takes two and no, you nice uh yeah mine was new world um people might be like oh wasn't final fantasy there because it's an mmo i don't play final fantasy 14 with other players i play it on my own I do dungeons yep. on my own now with NPCs because they added that in, I think, in Shadowbringers or something. So oh, I, 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 don't, I don't even have to interact with people. I legit play by Can myself. Can you do dungeons with NPCs? I didn't <laughs> yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not something that comes into it until around maybe Stormblood or Shadowbringers, one or the two. Um, oh, but I'm, I'm uh, all of a sudden interested again. I, I, I love it because I don't have to interact with anyone, but we're talking about in Final Fantasy because I'm like, Final Fantasy is like, supposed to be by yourself sort of thing. So... It, yeah. it, that's why it's not in here but for me yeah, well, I'll talk about my best multiplayer experience is New World um, that you do want to play with other people um, I've had a lot of fun uh, with the couple of companies I've been in along the way I've done the wars and that which is all multiplayer stuff dungeons which is all multiplayer and just messing around with people That that's mine by far in terms of multiplayer experience this year um, yeah I, I, I just 
I think that's what kept me bringing back to the game as well. Um, I put a lot of time into it. And it was just the, the people I was playing with made it fun, and that's why it gets it for me. But yeah, yeah, um, Final Fantasy, you can just play by yourself, which is just hilarious. I love that. I like, love like, I, that. I turn off chat and everything. I'm like, don't want to see it. Don't care unless I'm breeding chocobos. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, yep, just don't want to deal with people. All right, we're going to go on to <laughs> next uh, is best graphics. Uh, nice. And our contenders are Ratchet and Clank, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Returnal, Halo, and Resident Evil Village. Ooh, nice, nice. Great year for, uh, for graphics. Um, but... Forza Horizon 5, easily for me. That that game, firstly, it just when they revealed it in the trailers, they yeah. did that um, that kind of minor little troll where they had the camera standing still. I'll never forget it, you know? And, and, and they're like, we traveled over to Mexico to find real cool spots, and they show this still image of the cool spots they traveled to, and they're like, so we could do stuff like this. And then the camera moves, and it's like in-engine, and you're like, what i thought that was a photo and then they're like oh just kidding we also went to this volcano to get these rock uh elements so we could do this and then the, the camera moves again and the car moves and you're like no way no way it looks like that and then it came out and it like just stunning mm -hmm. stunning it, it like ooh, it might be the prettiest game i've ever seen i was thinking that about um flight simulator uh earlier uh, last year but um or year before last year whenever Whenever that came out. But then Flight Simulator kind of shows its cracks once you fly anywhere near any of the... You know, like, it's beautiful mm -hmm. until you fly too close to the ground. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no. Forza Horizon 5 was just every nook and cranny, every car, like, stunning. Stunning. Yeah, I went with Forza as well. I think it just looked fantastic. Um, it's a ridiculously, ridiculously good-looking game. Um, yeah. Yeah, just everything about it, the detail is just immense in that game. Um, so we've nice. got a, a similar category, but different. We've got best art style yet. So this is different. This is in terms of what graphics we kind of like the look of throughout the things that we played. Yeah. So uh, best art style, we've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Death's Door, Ratchet and & Clank, and Scarlet Nexus, and Canna Bridge of Spirits. Nice. Yeah, I, I love this category. This is one of my favorite ones because it's... Uh... It's more like about how, you know, the actual artists and developers see things instead of just trying to replicate reality. And for me, this one was Deathloop. I just, I loved how that game looked so much. I love the character style. It really reminds me of Dishonored, which I'm a huge fan of as well. It's kind of like slightly surreal, exaggerated, you know, face, facial features and hands and all that kind of thing. But just like a stylistic world, it, it's almost like... A, like low texture and yet still like the way light hits everything still makes everything look quite beautiful and the, just the design of the buildings and all that i just i adored how death loop looked like its actual style was very stylish nice and you uh yeah mine was uh scarlet nexus i just really liked the look of this game had that cool sort of anime feel and look to it i, I just really dug that sort of you know Oh man, it's hard to it's so hard to explain on this, isn't it? Yeah, um, this one is. It's just a it's very much a taste thing. Yeah. But it's just like yeah, the style. Yeah, it was just really aesthetically pleasing. So yeah, I really dug it. Um that was Scarlet Nexus. That I guess that was an RPG I played as well. 
action RPG more, isn't it? More of an action. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. On to our uh, next one is best gameplay. That's right. What we thought was our favorite sort of gameplay uh, over the year. So in this one, we've got new Pokemon Snap, Returnal, Metroid yeah. Dread, Riders Republic, It Takes Two, and Halo Infinite. Nice. Uh, well, this one, like, it very nearly went to Riders Republic for me because mm-hmm. that felt very fun. But I cannot shake how much I always just want to keep playing Halo Infinite. Yeah. That game did the impossible and it, it bridged, like, the nostalgia of the old Halo games and brought in new FPS, sort of modern gameplay styles that we're getting used to now. And they've somehow put in just a perfect mix of both and it, it just it feels modern and fun but it feels nostalgic and like with throwbacks and adding in the grapple hook is a game changer that thing is so much fun to like traverse the world in it just feels amazing and uh pairing that up with like a with the sword or the hammer just it, it's too fun to uh sail past someone and cut them on the way through the way the guns feel it just it just it's so much fun to play. So, yeah, Halo Infinite for me. Nice. Uh, mine, uh, even though new Pokemon Snap was a lot of fun, I really enjoyed it. It was that nostalgic throwback. It's not my best gameplay experience. So, uh, I'm going to give this one to Metroid Dread. I love the platforming mm. in this. It feels nice. The exploration. It did feel good. It feels good. Uh, the shooting, the different abilities you get, it all feels good. Feels great. Felt just like a Metroid game. And that's, yeah, that's why I gave that because I love the Metroid gameplay. Um, yep. and for me, yeah, I just got a real kick out of it. Just every time I booted it up. Yeah, that's a great call. That game, it was, it took about five seconds to be like, oh yeah, this feels correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just moving like, yeah, yes. yeah. This feels good. This feels good. This feels like a modern Metroid. Well done, you know? Um, all right. On to best soundtrack slash music score. So we sort of threw this all into the one category. We've got a few here. We've got, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Riders Republic, New World and Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Uh, this one was easy again for me. Easily Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, they had so many great choices in like throwback, just rock and roll and cool pop songs from the past. But they also had their own uh, original soundtrack from like a, a made up band. Okay. Um, and uh, I, th- I believe the made up band was called. What were they? What were they called? Were they Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm not sure. It was like just this like metal band that he opens up the CD and looks at it and it's got lyrics and everything. Ah. And also, a big shout out because they have streamer mode. And oh, I think what? more games need that. Yes, yeah, so you can go into the options and press streamer mode and it changes all the music into just like non-licensed, you know, to be ah. put in instead of. And it's nowhere near as cool an experience. It's not as fun, but it's completely legal. Yeah. And it's like... You can just go in and have a good time and not worry about getting DMCA'd and, you know, your stream getting kicked out if you are a streamer. So that in itself would have been a reason for me to choose this. But the soundtrack is actually just, it's brilliant. So much fun. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I went with New World. It was one of the things when I played New World, one of the first things that got me was the music. I absolutely loved the music in this game. Uh, nice. I think it's fantastic. It's sort of atmospheric. Set. Just set. It's just really satisfying to listen to. Yeah, out there chopping trees and it's just really really nice i i really like like really like the music in this game actually the whole sound design in that game is 
is excellent actually it's one of the best features of the game but um yeah that's why i went for that um i actually haven't played guardian so i can't actually comment on that oh, you'll love it man you'll it's uh, so short too it's like a 12 hour game oh my god i should play it one day all right uh on to our, on to our next uh category we've got uh the sports racing category that's right so we don't always bring this one out because sometimes we don't we don't play a lot of sports games like fifa or nba 2k or any of those but some years like 21 there is actually a few that do come out that we do play so um and we put sports and racing in the same category um unless there's a crazy year where like six or seven racing games come out in one year um but then would we really play six or seven racing games well if there's six or seven awesome racing games maybe maybe all right so sports racing we've got cricket 22 forza horizon 5 riders republic and hot wheels unleashed Ooh yeah, that's right. Uh, this one, this one was tricky. I went with cri- just kidding. <laughs> no way. Uh-huh. No way. Um, this was really hard for me actually, but um, I I eventually went with Riders Republic for this because the um, I just that game as a sports game, so much fun. Yeah. It was it was everything I was hoping for and expected. Like we are both big fans of Steep. And um, they even just the steep part, like just the like snowboarding and skiing sections, and even the um, wingsuit, which is everything you could do in steam, uh, steam, steep. They took that and improved upon all of just even that bit, and then added all the other stuff with the with the bikes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they've got like mountain bikes and BMXs and tricks and all those kind of things that you can do. And it's just like it, it's so much fun and swapping between disciplines right in the middle of what you're doing in the open world and then jumping into different events and the mass races. It was just so much fun. That game, I, I hope, like Steep, a lot of people came to that game like two or three years later because mm-hmm. Ubisoft is so good at supporting even their single-player experiences. Uh, and I really hope that the same happens for Riders Republic and that more people discover this game. But Forza Horizon 5 dropped about, like, in the same week, maybe, or the week after. And, of course... It's, it's amazing. No fault to them, but everyone flocked over there. And they were all talking about how fun that game is, and every day there's something to do, and it's su- such an open-world fun. I'm like, yeah, it is, but you could be doing... Like, it's just... it's in- the, the very first... I have to mention this real quick. The very first mission in Forza Horizon 5, you're in a car, and that lady, you know how they're always acting cool because of the festival? Yeah. They're, they're driving through, and this guy flies past in a wingsuit, and another guy like rides past on a bike and she's like, oh my God, is that a wingsuit? Cool. And I'm like, you can be doing that right now, like on another game. And they're talking about how cool it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, Riders Republic. Sorry for the tangent. That's all right. Mine's Cricket. No, it's not Cricket 22. Um, oh, yes. Uh, I know it's Forza Horizon 5. Um, nice. It's just smooth. It's fun driving around. There's lots to do. Um it looks it looks amazing it, it's just a, a cool package you know um there's so many bugs in cricket 22 i've never seen my xbox crash that much in my life oh my god really yeah. i didn't ask much because you know i don't care but that's yeah. interesting yeah oh, <laughs> oh i've had corrupt save files on my career mode i've had to restart 
Um, oh. I've gotten to the ends of innings and then the game just crashes out and then I have to restart the game. Like that's happened like maybe 10 times, that one. Oh my God, yeah. how do you last 10 times? I don't know, I keep going back in. I'm like, maybe it won't crash said. this time and then it crashes again. I'm like, this really sucks. Um, so I went with Forza Horizon 5. Um, nice. It was a great game. Um, Riders Republic is also excellent, so go play that if you can. Crashing um, is a lot more fun in Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Um, all right, up next, we've got the best world to explore. So this is a category we've got in here where it's like, you know, you just go out there and you're like, man, I want to see what's around the next corner or the corner after that, or I want to go over this yep. way and have a look over here. So this is the best world to explore and we've got here. We've got Returnal, Resident Evil Village, New World, Final Fantasy XIV, Deathloop, Metroid Dread, and It Takes Two. Lots of fun worlds. Mm -hmm. So at least we had that last year. I keep saying this year. Yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoopsie do. Uh, definitely, it takes two for me on this one. That uh, just that honey, I shrunk the kids concept of being little and running around a house and seeing like what they've turned into activities mm -hmm. that you can do uh, with all kinds of. Um, there's just there's always been a fascination with that kind of uh, turning small and, and doing things and things that are so unfamiliar in a familiar world it's just so interesting and seeing what they make as a playable part of the game and um a lot of those are part of the uh mechanics of like the main level but then in every one of those sort of hubs there's all hidden mini games you can play with your uh you know your your other player that you play it takes two with and you're all just running around trying to find these are completely missable as well so they're really exciting to find and you do go digging for them and it's i love a game that's also uh, I guess um, things like, you know, um, Super Mario Odyssey does it, where they reward you for looking in all these weird nooks and crannies by showing you, like, hidden coins or a little secret, or you know. And this game is definitely one of those. So I had so much fun with that one. It nice. takes two for me. Nice. I, I went with New World. Um, I just, but again, another thing that I fell in love with the game with was just exploring around and going uh, across into the different zones and seeing what was there and, and, and all that, and, you know, um, further and further going into the game, how you know different the zones got some of them, um, and yeah, I, I, I just thought it was a really fun one to explore um, and, and check out, and that's why I'm excited for that they'll be adding new zones in eventually, and that's why I'm excited to go explore even more new zones than that, so the exploration will continue. Um, nice Final Fantasy fourteen, like they added new zones and all that. They'll they'll they're good, but not as great as exploring Shadowbringers ones were, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, it was just something about it. I was just like, ah, like this is this is a great game and all that. But at the same time, I'm like, I preferred the Shadowbringer zones and, and checking them out and what they represented, these ones. So I was like, oh, okay, yep, yep, this is cool, this is cool, but not as cool. I, I just like the exploration in New World more, just discovering that game. You know, because it's all fresh and, and new, etc. Um, but yeah, all right. On to next one, best new IP. This one's easy. Best new game in a series. It's like not a sequel or a remake or whatever. So we've got here, we've got Returnal, Deathloop, Death's Door, It Takes Two, and Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Nice, nice. Um, look, I went, I went with It Takes Two again just because of how much fun I had playing it and the experience. And that game is like just quite magical but um 
insane. Like the weird thing for me is it takes two. I'm happy if it never comes back. When I see new IP, I always think of something that's like the new beginning of something mm. that could go on. Um, as far as that's concerned, it would be Death Loop for me as like the best um, potential because yeah. I didn't think it was as good as what it was made out to be. Like a lot of people were giving it scores that I personally didn't agree with, but in it, I can see something like Deathloop 2 could be incredible. Yeah. So that's I'm most hopeful for, but um, as, a, as its own product, it takes two. So it's a tricky one for me this year. Yeah, uh, I've gone with Deathloop. I think you're right. Like, there's a lot of potential there. I hope they do go on with it in a different way. You know? Yeah. Um, yep, I'm glad just, you agree. Rather then. than just leaving it one game. Also, Returnal um, was a really, really good yep. roguelike as well. Um, again, yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, I think they could go on with that in a different way as well. Like it's hard with these sorts of games as well. You're like, how could yeah. they do a sequel to that? They might. Do we need them. a best potential uh, category next time? I, I don't know. But yeah, I, f- I, f- I think in terms of what they've got there in terms of like interesting ideas, those two stand out for me by a long shot. Um, yeah. And yeah, Deathloop just got it over Returnal, I think. Yep, yeah. Deathloop just like, kind of just like missed the mark. Whereas like, yeah, it takes two to me. I feel like they nailed it and I don't need more. Yeah. So it's like a good new IP, but it's kind of, I feel weird calling it a new IP because it's just like a thing mm-hmm. on its own. So yeah, it's a funny, uh, maybe, yeah, I think kind of Deathloop wins by default in that yeah. way. Uh, all right. We've got next up, we've got the coolest character. This is like one of our favorite characters of the year. Uh, yeah. So we've got the tall lady from Resident Evil 8, even though we can't <laughs> remember her name. This tall lady. Uh, Very good. Everyone likes tall lady. Uh, totally we got Master good. Chef. No, no. <laughs> Ma- Master Chief. We've got Peter Quill and we've got Rivet from uh, Ratchet Clank. Nice. Um, Master Chief for me. It just, he's still got it, man. Uh, th- like that voice and they, he delivers so many uh, less lines than he did. They started making him really talkative suddenly Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the sort of games just before it four and five kind of thing like he was just having these huge lines of dialogue and it just was like this feels weird but in this he says so much without saying anything and it makes him just all the more cooler for it he's massive again and mysterious he still never takes off his helmet so master chief one mandalorian zero uh like he he still has that mystery about him forever and i love where he just walks into a room and he's like status you know he's like a weapon and, he, and they're like, don't you want to talk about this? Isn't this a big deal? The mission comes first. And, yeah. and he's just like, and you're like, oh, man, you're so cool. Yeah. A bit of an asshole, but still so cool. Yeah, easily Master Chief for me. And you? Uh, I went with Rivet from Ratchet and Clank. So that's nice. female Lombox there. Yeah. Uh, she was awesome. Uh, yeah, she was. She was cool. She'll probably get her own game eventually. Or she'll pop yep. up in the next Ratchet and Clank somehow. I don't know. She's just a cool character, likable and all that sort of more of a more of a uh, edgy ratchet in a way you know yeah more, more yeah a bit more relaxed laid back sort of thing and yeah no she was she was she was a cool character i hope she uh comes back into something else down the track uh all right next up we've got the best experience we've only got two in this category that we'll just talk about and it's our favorite sort of moment in gaming this year uh, yeah. Well, we've gone from the past. Normally, we've had a big list, but we're just going to go off our own ones. I'm not even going to read the categories out. Kyle, you can talk nah. first about your favorite experience of, of the year. Awesome. Uh, many great experiences, a lot of fun, especially playing 
uh, things like It Takes Two and, and Halo multiplayer with friends again and all that. But uh, the one experience that stood out as a, as a moment in gaming for me was the, uh, in unpacking, which I just I had so much more fun with than I expected. Uh, and the moment itself, I'm sure anyone who's played unpacking will know uh, what I mean. But there's this just one moment quite early on in the game where you, uh, as you know, unpacking is you just opening boxes and, and unpacking into a new home. And that's the whole game of a bunch of different homes. But in one of the homes, you're unpacking and you're, you know, setting up for yourself. And um, you have to, you're trying to find a spot to hang your diploma on a wall. Uh, and that was the, just the experience that stuck with me the most. Straight away, you're like, oh my God, this is not the game I thought it was. And um, yeah, it, you're just trying to find a spot to put your diploma and you can't quite find it. Um, and, and there's like a, I don't want to go too far into it, but there's reasons behind that and, and in, in gameplay and in storytelling, which um, open up the rest of the game into something truly magical. Uh, and that was easily my best experience of last year. Nice. Uh, mine was day one New World. After, nice. uh, after, yeah. after I got past the queue of thousands of people. After the queue. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love MMOs on day one. Of, of a new expansion or whatever. Like, I actually didn't do Endwalker on day one, but they also got big queues, and you know what? They didn't get the backlash that New World did. And I find that fucking... Un- Final Fantasy. I find that unfair, because the game's been around for years, and yet people were still in eight-hour queues there. So, <laughs> anyway, that's a whole yeah. different rant for another day. Um, but after I got through the queue of thousands of people, just running out there of all the freshies, the game feels all new and fresh. You know, everyone's just in all... Questing through the zones, doing their thing, chats going off. Um, it's just always such a fun time, and I, I, I love it. You, you know, it comes around every so often. Like, a bit of same with the next Warcraft expansion. Whether I go on day one again, I think I'm done with WoW these days myself. Um, yeah. But but I guess this was different because it's like not just an expansion; it's a whole new world. Yeah, exactly. Well done, the pun. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just that first time through. Like, I've, and it's always fun to jump in the first day. It's just so packed and busy, and people running around everywhere, and that. I, I don't know. It's just yeah, just got a real kick out of it. And then I went into the game with like a plan what I wanted to get done the first day, and I got all that done. I know it's just and I was just efficient at what I was doing, but. It was just fun. I just enjoyed it, you know, um, rather than now everyone just trying to rip each other off in the auction house or just say dumb shit and chat. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, it was good times. It was good times. All right. Um, so, funnily enough, wow, this is not taking us long to get here because, uh, you know, we, we talk a bit about each thing, but we don't need to go into huge detail would be here for hours and so we've gone the opposite approach and we're at 35 minutes but um yeah holy moly yeah i so, feel like we didn't even rush it i know um so we're up to the game of the year now people game that's of a, the year that right. tells you what kind of year it was you know yeah yeah i think we've got a bit to say about that after this as well um yeah. anyway so the game of the year what we've nominated uh, in terms of game of the year we've got resident evil 8 village metroid dread riders republic ratchet and clank it takes two, Forza Horizon Five, and unpacking. So, Carl, what was your game of the year of twenty twenty one? It's a, it's a tricky one. Like we were talking about this earlier, uh, just amongst ourselves, and it is one of those years where none of those are like g- these giant standout things for me personally. Like, 
uh, you know, Forza Horizon 5, people have been speaking about quite a lot. And But for me, I, I absolutely adored my experience with that, but it wasn't like one of those like walk away going like, oh my God, that was, that was it. That was the one. Uh, and Riders Republic, I had so much hype and it lived up to all of it. It was exactly what I wanted, but still I was like, you know, this didn't, like it's not all I'm thinking of or something like that. So for me, it was like, unpacking and it takes two which is just so strange like i don't i i don't always think like and and expect the game of the year for me to be between indies and stuff but again it's the indies that really grabbed me um ratchet and clank was really beautiful and lovely to look at and actually felt uh like just amazing to play great story but there was just this other kind of untapped magic between those that it takes two and unpacking and I bounced around between those two just so much trying to think of what was my game of the year. Uh, but I really do think it was It Takes Two, which was just so weird because I, I remember being like kind of annoyed by the, the forced split screen has to be multiplayer concept of this. And you can't just sit down and play it, you know, but I think that's part of the challenge that the developer actually wants you to do. He's like, if you want to play a single player game, there are hundreds and thousands of them out there. Go nuts. But you play my game, you find one special person, and you have an experience with another human. Just you and them, not like 10 people yelling, like kids sort of teasing you in the background. Just you and a mate or you and a loved one. Get through this thing together. And it was just, it's truly beautiful. It, it, it's something else. So, yeah, It Takes Two is, uh, is my game of the year. Yeah, for me, um, oh, God, it was a weird year in terms of what I played. Um, <laughs> but then, in terms of... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. Um, we'll go into more detail about the, the types of... And you said it yourself, nothing that really, really stood out. But what, for me, for me, the most complete game of the year, and this is what I put down my game of the year this year too, is Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart. Um, I felt, you know, it, it, with all the elements combined, it made it like... A, a, a damn standout game and this is why it gets game of the year for me and actually I haven't played it takes two um so that's why you know it's not mine but um I felt uh, in terms of Ratchet and Clank that the gameplay was fun the, the the graphics were excellent um you know it had a good story um it had a lot of really cool places to explore and check out um the weapons were fun uh, it wasn't too long as well you know, it, it didn't mm. outstay its welcome like some games do. Yep, um, yep. Just everything about it and, like, the animation stuff was incredible in that game as well, actually. The animation was amazing. Um, yeah, and, and, and it yep. felt like a really next-gen game, like, playing it on the PS5, etc. It felt like this is next-gen. I said, I think, even our review that, you know, this is this will be a contender, and it turned out it, it is my game of the year. Um, yeah. Whether it says that something about quality games but I, I i really recommend this game i think it's a damn solid game um i really enjoyed it maybe i'll pick it up again one day and go through it again because it's just one of those really chill games that, that's just light-hearted and fun you don't have to think too much about it's just a fun pure gaming experience i think at the end of the day it does feel very satisfying and it was one of those first moments where you're like i'm playing a ps5 right now yeah that's right so yeah that, that, that was my game of the year which is uh nice. a bit of a different one but yeah we went with that so before we move on to the lame love and hype trend do you want to have a quick discussion about what the goal of 21 was what was the goal with, I, you know what i think i think it's pretty simple i think 2021 is when we really got the brunt 
of the pandemic issues because 2020 is kind of like things were still coming out then because they'd done most anything yeah. that was due to come out in 2020 was kind of should have been finishing up by then and they would have just like delayed the last final touches whereas i think the pandemic will hurt games for 2021 the most and then a bunch for 2022 as well still trickling over but yeah i think that was the main issue like people were just mess we were supposed to get you know the new horizon god of war uh you know, even like the um the updated um cyberpunk 2077 and the witcher 3 were both meant to get like these new updates mm -hmm. uh for the new things like that and those even like breath of the wild 2 yeah we were supposed to get so all of that got moved over so it wasn't that it was a bad year because just something was weird with the games it's like it's because all the ones that they were planning for got shifted so these guys were like scrambling to try and make these games that weren't their flagship titles and they had to try and put some sprinkles on them to be like this is our flagship title it's like we know it's not yeah yeah i think i think you're right like so much did get delayed and, and that's like we spoke about in 2020 like you know, we're feeling the effects of the pandemic now. It wasn't until 21 that we kind of knew when, oh, yeah, okay, we can see all the delays happening. So much got delayed. I think a lot of those games in 21 were pushed back even further. Like, I know New World got delayed. Final Fantasy got delayed. Um, you know, all, all the... Um, Riders Republic had delays throughout the year as well. Like, so many yeah. games were delayed even on their own throughout the year. It was... Yeah. Yep. It was just a, a weird year for it. Now... We're rolling into 22 now, and it seems that all these delays are like, as you said, yeah, God of War, Horizon. Probably Elden Ring probably could have come out in, um, then as well, you know, yeah. if, if it wasn't yeah. for Pandemic. And would have made 21 an absolutely bumpy year by then, probably. Um, but, you know, now we've got all these games going into 22. Like, I think Dying Light was another one that was supposed to come out in 21 as well. That got pushed yeah. back to 22. Um, there was, yeah, there was a lot there, so... It sort of sets up 22 for being a, a, like a, a really big heavy hitter of a year. It's, and it's going to be interesting how it goes. If we're going to see some more pushbacks because of COVID or whether it's now settled down, that we're going to see stuff trickling out at what it normally would. Um, but, you know, we have a quite a year every few years. So I, I have a feeling that we're going to get this really cool insurgence of games because what I think is going to happen is that all the games that were... Uh, being sort of predicted to be released in 2022 were also affected and they're going to be pushed back but because we're getting all the awesome games that were supposed to come out in 2020 it's going to fill 2021 with those uh, sorry in 2021 yeah. yeah it's going to fill this year 2022 with all those games that were meant to be 2021 releases mm -hmm. so we're going to get like you know the leftovers and the dregs but they're all masterpieces that were planned for like i don't know big holiday release or whatever so we'll get them and the ones that will you know you know what i mean so all the yeah. ones that were supposed to be 2022 games will get pushed over to 2023 and so on so i think for the next i'm just kind of like wildly predicting that the next maybe two or three years are going to be like unreal and then we'll hit this big like stop somewhere but i think it's going to trickle over as this uh, effect I think this was our little resting point, the calm before the storm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no, hoping. I, I think you're completely right with that. But um, we're going to do our lame love and hype trains now for 2021. So we're going to kick off first with the lame train. <laughs> All right. 
right, Carl, what was your lame train for 2021? My lame train? I guess it's the same as yours, but, um, you know, we talk a lot about our, our friends over and ourselves uh, over at Generosity every year. And uh, this year, there's just been a little change of, uh, of situation. We lost the, the place that we had a lot of memories and a lot of uh, streams and raised a lot of money, did a lot of charities at the place called The Wizard House, which is um, the place we'd actually meet. So a lot of generosity was done remotely at, from people's homes, live streamed. But a big chunk of it was uh, always done at a HQ and often we'll hire out a place or a venue but a whole bunch of the events and other sort of branching events leading out of Gen Oz were all held in this uh, place we lovingly called the Wizard House over in New South Wales. And uh, we no longer have that place. So we're all sort of like scattered rats out and, you know, trying to refine a spot to um, recollect ourselves and see where is going to be the home base for it. But uh, something, you know, something... It's a wizard house, or something magic got lost when we when we lost the wizard house. So that was my lame train. Wow. What about you? Didn't you only go there like once? Yeah. <laughs> Powerful magic. No, twice, twice, twice. Okay. Remember, I stayed there and danced yeah, on the right. couch with Zach. Oh yeah. And um, and I've just been I've just released like nine videos on my YouTube, all filmed in the wizard house. So That's there's true. a lot of history there for me. That's true. Um, yeah, my lame train is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no my, my 2021 was just getting sucked into one game for an extended period of time and just forgetting about everything else and letting every everything every other game the podcast all that just go slipping away for a long time so i started out the year with rust remember that don't i ever it's part of i sing about it at every wednesday yeah um so rust i just put in too much time to that game so much time in the rust. I got off that, finally crawled out of my rust hole. Wow. That's a weird sentence. I know. Cl- climbed out of that one. Was was cruising along throughout the year and everything was getting kind of back to normal again. You know, we went through, we did our 100th episode and, and things like that. You know, we playing through yep, games yep. again. I was finishing off games. Going good. And then New World came out. <laughs> and I just climbed down another hole and just sat in there for, for several months, if not longer than Rust. Yeah, yep. Yeah, longer than Rust. I even went in that hole to try and pull you out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey. and, and you were pulling me in and I was pulling you out of the hole and you were like, no, stay in here. I can see it. Like, get out of the hole. And you're like, get in here. And you're like, I'm like, you're like, dude, this game's coming out. It's awesome. I'm like, that's cool. I'm playing New World. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have... As many of you guys know, uh, listeners, we, we share a lot of our accounts. So I'm like, dude, this game exists on the console. It's sitting there. It's free. Uh, okay, anyway, bye. And then I'd come back and be like, okay, so I got this other game. Okay, bye. And then Callan would buy a game, and he wouldn't even play it. But mostly I just, just kept not even games I bought. Some, like a lot of them were just games we were given. I'm like, hey, we have this game. And he's like, cool. I'll try it soon. Or like... Forza Horizon 5 or Halo, which are like Game Pass games or unpacking. It's Dude, free. I, play, I played Forza, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, that's true. My bad. I take all of it back then. <laughs> took, 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 <laughs> like, but I didn't play it on release. I waited several days. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a bad hole to go down. So I'm, I think I'm out of it now. 
Um, like, yeah, I know it was bad, but uh, there was a lot of up- other upheavals which stopped the podcast happening as well. But New World was one of them because I just wasn't <laughs> yeah. playing anything else. Ugh. Yeah, and you're like, what are we talking about? Is it a New World special? Because if not, I can't help you, bro. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. All right, uh, let's roll into the love train. <laughs> All right, what's your love train for 2021? My love train for 2021 is the game-related media being just awesome. Uh, and so, firstly, The Witcher Season 2, like, thank goodness, this is just so much fun. Finally, they're getting games right. And then Arcane, I don't even care about League of Legends, and you'll hear that from so many fans of the show, but I watched Arcane through to the last episode, and as the last episode finished... I just started episode one again and just was like, I am not done uh-huh. and rewatched the entire season like back to back. Instead of moving to another show, I just rewatched it and I loved it just as much, if not more. Um, I'm going through a third time now, not as quickly, uh, but it's it's kind of it's the most beautiful looking thing I've seen in so long. I have it just playing in the background on loop when I have guests over because I have it like a, a nice OLED TV and it looks beautiful. But I just turn off the sound and just have arcane playing because it makes my room look cool uh so that and then also and i did just show this to callan earlier but um i just i finished building my lego mario 64 question mark block which is another like game related external media yeah uh, which came out this year and that thing is amazing like holy wow it took me uh, just under 20 hours to build so that's very very slow for anyone wondering how long it should have taken me Probably should have taken maybe five or six. Um, but I, I did it all on stream, and I did it very slowly with a bunch of friends, and the stream itself donated uh, that to me. So that was a, a huge part of you know, why it's in my love train. But yeah, just game-related media, finally starting to get things right is my love train. Um, yeah, my love train of 2021, um, multiplayer New World was very fun. Uh, no, yes. But uh, no, it was... Really, it was uh, the in-person generosity we got to do back in April. Um, because as it turns out, it's one of the only in-person events I went to in the entire bloody year. Um, oh, my God. And, uh, you know, we always talk about generals and we've talked about it so many times now. But it was just fun, you know, just having everyone there. And it was a lot of time we hadn't seen those people since the start of 2020 or end of 2019. And we haven't seen a lot of those people since. So yeah. Um, it was so much fun uh, at the Wizard House, as Carl spoke about before. But yeah, I think that's what I loved um, about about the year. It was more of, of that getting back together in person again, even though it was for only a couple of days. And we hope to do it again later on in the year. But of course, COVID went again and again and again. We kept going and here we are now. But yeah, uh, it was just nice to get back together with lots of people again. And that's what I loved. I had so much fun during those few days, even though it was very tiring and, and all that. But, you know, um, yeah, and we did our 100th episode there, and that was a highlight as well. But yeah, just the whole general experience again um, was yep. was it for me. Uh, all right, let's roll into the hype train. <laughs> all right, so what are you hyped for? now after after what 2021 was what are you hyped for coming into 22 man i mean i guess just what we've all what we've been speaking for um the funny thing is my hype train is 2021 
games coming to 2022. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm I'm hyped for the leftovers of 2021. Like there's just there's so much cool stuff. Like we were saying, like Horizon and you know, Breath of the Wild. Terrible too, to call whatever. them leftovers. Yeah, the 2021 leftovers. Mm -hmm. But I, I just think there's so many brilliant games that are gonna be part of that group. Like, uh, you know, God of War, Ragnarok. There's just there's so many the mentions. So that's why I didn't. I kind of just wanted to put it all as my hype train for 2022 is what was supposed to be 2021. Yep. Uh, my hype train is actually getting into new games again now that I've sort of gotten through nice. over this new world fad, even though I'm still logging in each day and doing, but I'm only on there for a little bits of time. And I'll go back at each update and play around and play around the, you know, people in my company. But I just won't be on it as I was, like, just as everything, you know. Um, yeah, moving off it on to Final Fantasy has helped. And then what I'm now looking forward to is the new games coming out. I'm looking forward to, yeah, just getting into new games again and, and and moving on from that sort of new world phase. Even though I'll still continue to play it throughout the year and speak about it at certain times, it won't be my main only thing I play. Like, I'm I'm kind of excited for the Pokemon game coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, okay. You know, guess, even though yeah. it doesn't look like the best thing in the world, I'm just like, I. it's going to be fun to do a different style of Pokemon. And then, you know, you said Horizon, then we've got like Elden Ring... Uh, and then we've got... I'm actually really looking forward to Dying Light 2. Like, as it gets closer, I'm quite excited for that one. Yeah, like, there's, there's a bunch of stuff coming up throughout the end, and I want to see if God of War keeps the 22 as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Zelda, you know, there's reports that the, um, The Last of Us remake is going to come out that year as well. I just don't know what to do. Yeah, about I, I don't know how I feel or what to do Both about it. Both things. The remake and they're making that HBO show or something. Yeah, like, I, I'm curious, but I'm worried just, at the same time. I'm like, they're the most... I hope I hope they impress me, but I just like, feel like no one asked for those things. No, Naughty Dog, just do Uncharted 5 or Last of Us Start 3. Start again. Do or, Uncharted and yeah. a different part oh, of the right. world. Starfield new people. as well. Starfield's gonna come out. Ooh, yeah. That's I'm hyped for that because that is I don't care what it's called. I don't care what it was. The only thing I'm hyped for is a new freaking engine. Yeah. It's yeah. all I'm hyped. I don't I don't care if Wait, that was like, like Are you gonna live are you gonna Starfield? live on ladders in that game? I'm just gonna so many Can you call ladder your screenshots. Ladder? <laughs> a ladder. Yeah. Please? <laughs> Yep, yep, he'll have a magic lamp and everything. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fantastic. All right, we're going to finish it up there, folks. Thanks for hanging out for the uh, Game Train 2021 Game of the Year. Again, apologies of our hiatus and us missing in action for such a long time. We, As we're looking at 2022 now, we're looking at doing like almost like a soft reset. We'll just be doing podcasts as normal, but on a normal time frame again rather than once every four months or whatever it's been now. Yes. Um, Wish us luck. Talk so, to us and so we know you're out and, there. And actually play things and, and for me, get back into a bit more streaming and, and things like that and, yes. and all that. But yeah, so hopefully next week, um, by then, all these old episodes, because I've got a whole bunch in the bank, will be uploaded for you all to listen to. We've done this one not on Twitch, but we'll be back on Twitch hopefully next week doing our look at 2021 uh, 2022 sorry ahead of everything's coming out and then we'll be going on throughout the year from there so uh yeah um anything else to add there Kyle at the end of this oh, man I couldn't have put it better I'm I'm really excited to jump back in let's uh let's get you back on the stream let's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1v1 me let's go
I retired from that game. Nah, let's go 1v1. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, let's go. Oh, or 1, whichever. Retired. Um, but go. no, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into streaming. As I said, Pokemon, just, I don't know what it is. It's. I think it's going to be really bad, but I'm excited. I think it's going to be bad, uh, I'm man. excited for it at the same time. I don't know what's I wrong guess with me. Maybe, like, like, a bad tumble is actually fun to be part of. Sometimes it's... Like, you know what? Fallout 76 was fun to be in there going, oh my god, this sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is a bit fun. Yeah. Um, so I get it. Even if you think it might be bad, I'm kind of... I've never been more curious ever about a Pokemon game. Like, I'm actually... I'm, I'm not gonna... Like, I don't... I'll jump in and play it if it falls in my lap, but I'm not gonna line up for it. Uh, ah. But I'm actually gonna watch the news and listen to your opinions. Normally, I just <laughs> do not care yeah but this one i'm like i want to know how they go it's kind of like watching a um you know one of those like um influencers that that do the mma fights yeah it feels like that like going like oh i don't care about this sport but i just want to know how it goes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right folks uh thanks for hanging out we'll be back soon this has been game train cheers oh!